we welcome in Ethan Sears to the show. Good morning, Ethan. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks so much. Good morning to you, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for hopping on. Uh, busy couple of days in New York with uh, the Islanders and uh, the firing of Lane Lambert and uh, the hiring of uh, Patrick Waugh. And once again, kind of Lou Lamorello just does this sort of quietly. He's, he's sneaky about making big, big moves like this. What did you make of the change? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, um, I, I don't know that any of us were all that shocked uh, that Lane Lambert was let go after, you know, a four-game trip where they lost all four games, didn't really look that interested uh more than more than once, but uh but Patrick Waugh, you know, when that when you see that name, it's uh that was that was certainly a shock and um you know, I think that that really is uh you, you know, he is a guy who who commands respect right when he walks into the room. Um he's a guy who you know, can can motivate a team, and and you see just the interest and sort of energy level around the Islanders has sort of instantly jumped jumped up a notch. Um, you know, it they they won last night. It didn't really look all that great, but that's you know what this team ultimately needed. Right, was two points. Ethan Sears with us on Sports 1440. So, Ethan, whenever we talk about Patrick Waugh, it's the fire, it's the passion, it's the emotion. Um, is that is it going to take a little while for him to kind of bring those attributes and for, I guess, the team to kind of take over that identity of their coach? Well, I mean, I think those attributes are, th- those were obvious right away. I mean, you see it, you know, even in his first press conference, he's talking about how how much respect he has for you know, the dynasty teams of the 80s. You saw it last night, just watching him on the bench, like pacing back and forth, uh, instructing. You could hear him shouting all the way up in the press box at times. Um, So that was there right away. As far as the team taking it on, yeah, I do think that will maybe take a little bit of time. I mean, I I think probably they, they gave up 43 shots last night, and I think part of that was the Islanders trying to get used to some of his, uh, some of the tweaks he's bringing to the system. Um, they maybe didn't have quite as much energy as they should have for the early part of the game. Um, but I, I do think that they, that they will get there with him. So Ethan, uh, when you look at the makeup of this team, they got some, you know, great, great talented players. So, I mean, how does Patrick walk, get a little more out of those players that maybe Lane Lambert couldn't get out of them? Yeah, well, I mean, something that he's already talked about is wanting the Islanders to take more pride in, in defense. And and what's interesting is, you know, when you kind of think of the Islanders, the first thing that, that you probably think of is, is defense and the way they won games under Barry Trotz, right, which was, you know, they'll win two one games, they'll take a lead in the, into the third period, and they'll shut things down, right? And they sort of went away from that uh, under Lane Lambert, especially this year. Uh, the structure hasn't really been there. They've given up a lot of high danger chances. Ilya Sorokin leads the league in shots faced. So I think going back to that sort of bread and butter, uh, Islanders' identity, they're going to take pride in defense. Uh, they're going to break the puck out clean and, and just do things like that. I, I think that's going to be you know the sort of MO for Patrick Waugh here. Ethan Sears with us on Sports 1440 on the subject of defense, but maybe offensive defenseman. How good has Noah Dobson been for the Islanders this year? Oh, he's been he's been excellent. I mean, it's it's really it's too bad that uh, that 
he's not going to be at the All-Star game because he, he deserves to be. I mean, you look at the, the injuries they've had on their back end, that Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak, uh, you know, uh, almost their entire defense, Scott Mayfield, Sebastian Ajo, have all missed a pretty significant amount of time this year. And the way Noah Dobson has stepped up, I mean, this this team would really not not be anywhere near the playoff race without him. He's he's averaged over 25 minutes a night. He's averaging, uh, I think, still over a point per game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the leap he's taken has been just just palpable. And you know, I mean, he's put himself. It, you know, I I don't think he'll get first place votes for the Norris right now, but. He's put himself kind of in that top five, I think. He's going to get a lot of third-place uh, votes after uh, Quinn yeah, Hughes right. and Kale McCarr just having a phenomenal season. What are they going to do with him, Ethan, here? So his contract is up at the end of next year, so they can start negotiating with him, you know, uh, after this season. He's he's going to command, like, I mean, if he signs an eight-year deal, it's, we're probably looking in, you know, $80 million kind of area. Yeah, I mean, you, you would have to think that's where the conversation starts, right? Because they're going to see, see the salary cap jump up. And and he has, as you said, commanded that, that kind of money. Um, you know, based on how the Islanders have, have done things the last couple summers with with Matt Barzal signing before last season, uh, with Ilya Sorokin signing his extension on July 1st last year, uh, I would expect that to be a priority for them. Uh, you know, Lou Amarillo likes to lock down his guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would have to think that, that you'll see them try to get that done as soon as possible this summer. And like you said, I, I would have to think that that number would end up landing around, you know, 10 million a year if things keep going, you know, if he finishes the season the way he started it. Mm-hmm. Ethan Sears with us covers the New York Islanders for the uh, New York post, uh, on sports 1440. Um, when you look at the roster makeup, Ethan, it's a little older roster than maybe some other teams uh, in the uh, NHL. Are they looking at this as our window right now to have a you know a push, a playoff push? Got to get in the playoffs because a lot of the guys are kind of you know they're getting a little longer in the tooth when it comes to age and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I you know, Lou is a he's a he's a win now guy. He's not really interested in. In a, in a rebuild or a retool, um, he thinks that that this roster can can win right now. Uh, the guys in the room think this roster can win right now. You know, it's been a couple years since since they've won a playoff series, but but they still very much believe that that's something that that they can do. Um, and you know, this this move with bringing in Patrick Waugh kind of reflects that. You know, that that is to sort of give this team a jolt and and get them. You know into the playoffs and and if they get there you know they they at least believe that they can do something once they're there ethan sears with us on sports 1440 how would you assess the play of uh matthew barzell leading the team in scoring just a point ahead of uh noah dobson by the way but uh how would you say uh matthew barzell has looked i guess this year compared to years past yeah well i mean what's different is you know they've they moved him to the wing uh, so that he can you know play play with Bo Horvat and really he he hasn't had a line mate who is as as talented as Bo Horvat probably ever um, you know just in terms of offensive ability in terms of being able to read off him uh, he's a, he's a really unique player just in in the way he skates uh, in the decisions he makes and and the way Horvat has been able to 
to play off of him has, has been really important to that. And, and you see, you know, Barzell kind of have that comfortability. And, you know, even the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, Casey Zizekas has been out. So they tried a couple games with, with Barzell and Horvat split up. And you saw the difference to the point where they they went away from that, you know, with, within a few games because the what's best for Matt Barzal and, and what's best for Bo Horvat right now is for the two of them to be playing together. I, I think it's made a big difference to both of them, and, and I think that that's a big reason why you're seeing that uh, that scoring jump for him. The New York Post, Ethan Sears with us on Sports 1440. Uh, can you kind of give an update with the, the players that are a little banged up on injured reserve or long-term uh, injured reserve, uh, Ethan? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Semyon Varlamov uh, and Pierre Engvall, uh, Engvall's not on injured reserve, but he's missed a few games. Both mm-hmm. of them were on the ice with the team yesterday morning. Um, the rest of the guys who are who are out, so that's Casey Sezegis, Robert Bortuzzo, and Ryan Pollock, uh, none of them have started skating yet. Uh, so the Islanders haven't given, you know, exact time frames. Uh, they just sort of speak in terms of, you know, day-to-day or, or week-to-week, which are sort of meaningless terms the way that, that they get used. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where things stand right now. Um, and you, the, the big one there is, is Semyon Varlamov, just because Ilya Sorokin has, has now played 13 or 14 games in a row, and you can kind of see, you know, the, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a heavy workload on him. Uh, so, you know, the, the sooner he can come back, uh, the, the better for the Islanders. How do you see things shaking down here in the Met Tough division? Rangers are leading it, but, I mean, the Islanders are right there along with Washington and the Devils. Uh, just kind of give us your thoughts on where you see this division kind of heading with, you know, again, so many teams are – it just seems so many teams are equal, uh, you know, right around with the same capabilities and moving forward. Uh, what, do you, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, it, it it has been really, really tight all year. I mean, the, the, the Rangers kind of had a bit of a cushion. That's gone away with how they've played recently – Everyone kind of expected the Flyers to fade. That doesn't seem to be happening. Uh, you know, Carolina seems to have started to maybe figure some, some things out recently. Um, and, you know, if the Islanders can, can make a, a push with Patrick Waugh, they'll, they'll be right in it too. Uh, I, I do think that, that the Rangers are probably the, the best team, um, you know, if, if they can kind of snap out of this funk, and, and they did win in Anaheim last night, mm-hmm. uh, I think they probably should hang on to first place there. Um, and, you know, Philly, we'll see what they do at, at the trade deadline. You know, they've got a couple guys on expiring contracts, and I think the thought for them at the beginning of this season was, you know, get, get to February or March and, and then trade some of those guys, and they've played well enough to make that a question mark. Um, but you know, if, if you're asking me for a prediction, I do probably still think it'll be the Rangers. But you know, the way this has gone, it, 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 that could go you know any number of ways. Ethan Sears with us on Sports 1440. How long do you think this Patrick Walk coaching bump will uh, last? Again, uh, All Star break coming up here, so each team has a extended time off, and maybe it comes at a good time or a bad time for the Islanders we don't know that uh but just a, a coaching bump always seems to happen with a new coach uh, how long do you think it can last here in on the island yeah I mean I I do think that if if the Islanders can kind of get to the all-star break and and their schedule between now and then they're they're playing every other day it's not easy but if if they can get to the all-star break in kind of you know decent shape 
uh, I think that'll be really good for them. I think that'll sort of give give Patrick Waugh some time to you know implement his his systems. Their schedule in in the early part of February is pretty light because they have they have the stadium series games, so they've got a few days off before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for him, I, I think he probably needs the opportunity for you know for some practice time. And right now the schedule doesn't really afford that. Uh, you know, they're not practicing today, for example, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is a bit of a surprise. But, you know, when they're playing every other day this whole week, you know, I, I, the priority maybe is, is rest and recovery. Um, so if, if they can kind of get through this week, I, I think that, you know, you're going to see maybe some, some more system changes mm-hmm. versus tweaks, and, and that can – Maybe maybe sustain a bump for a little bit, uh, but you know things things always sort of seem to last. You know the honeymoon period will last <laughs> with the fans for as long as it takes for them to lose a game, right? So <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> He's got to ask you about a little NFL here because you know both the Giants and Jets had very disappointing seasons, and but Buffalo, uh, you know, kind of a New York based team, uh, saw their season come to an end last night. What do you think of that? Uh, well, uh, to be honest with you, Kevin, I was uh, I was up in the Islanders press box, okay. so I, I didn't see I didn't see all that much of the game last night. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a, a tough loss for Buffalo, and and you see, uh, you know, the field goal going wide, wide <laughs> right, and um, that's uh, you know you you feel for the, for that fan base, and they've uh, they've been through a lot uh, over the years, and. Uh, just, just, just a hard way to lose. Uh, you know, they lose to the Chiefs, not not for the first time, and um, you know, kind of, the, kind of, just like the the Detroit Lions. You yeah. know, you hope that, you know, at some point that that fan base can kind of, uh, you know, get get rewarded for the way that, that mm-hmm. they stuck by their team because it, you know, it is special up there in Buffalo. Isn't it funny? Like, so you're covering the Islanders, you're the beat reporter. You got to keep tabs on that. But just as everyone knows, you know, there might be a little monitor in the on the press box, or someone's got it somewhere where you're watching, keeping keeping an eye on the game, just because you know everyone has that vented, vested interest in it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and and uh, you know you're you know you look at Twitter during the game, yeah. and, and of course <laughs> you kind of see everybody talking about it, and, and you see the clips, so. Um, you know, I was aware of what was happening, but um, you know, maybe not watching it, you know, all that closely. But, but like I said, just um, obviously a very tough way for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ethan, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck uh, to the Islanders the rest of the way here, uh, and thanks for hopping on. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. That's uh, Ethan Sears from the uh, New York Post. Covers the New York Islanders.